I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Um, God is telling me that I should have a, a car with leather interior and a penthouse and an affinity pool. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I am I almost said I'm a prime Gen Xer. <laughs> I'm a proud Gen Xer, born in 1977. Uh, I'm not I'm not a prime Gen Xer. I'm an I'm an I'm an imaginary Gen Xer. Um, did you get my reference to prime and imaginary numbers? I there? did. I did. I was born in 1974. I don't know why I have to say that every fucking time. That's our it's, thing. Okay. It just right. makes me re- realize how old I am every day, every day. All right, guys. So we're coming at you today with the time capsule, which in case you forgot what that is, it's when we look at current media that is depicting something from the Gen X zeitgeist. Time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we're looking at the eyes of Tammy Faye. Is this a 2021? Yes. 2021. Yes. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I watched on HBO Max. Is that where you watched it, Jenny? Yes. Okay. So go ahead and give us a description. The film tells the story of Tammy Faye Baker from her humble beginnings growing up in International Falls, Minnesota, through the rise and fall of her televangelism career and marriage to Jim Baker. Okay. That's it. That's what I got. Jenny, um, what? I can't you... say that word, so get ready for that. What? Televangelism. Televangelist? I can't say it. Televangelism. Can't say it. Okay. Okay. No, won't, can't won't say it. Okay, Jenny, what do you remember of Tammy Faye? I mean, and I'll get into this because it just the whole thing enrages me. But <laughs> the number one thing I remember is the crying and the mascara. Yeah, like that me is too. the that is the whole take. That is all I remember about her mm-hmm. and him. That's it. That's all I remember about the whole thing. To be fair, I was not. We weren't heavily religious or anything. So like this, this wasn't really in our. This wasn't in my world. Like, I didn't know anything about those damn puppet shows and everything. Like, I didn't know anything about that. Jenny, I look good today, don't you think? Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is that look about? Look at my skin looks so smooth. Do I have a filter on? I think I have a filter on. <laughs> no, is there a filter? Because look at me, I look like... I don't know. Do you seriously have a filter on? I don't think so. No, I don't. I just look this good. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Wow. I look so good, so seldom, that when I do, I have to call it out. Okay. Look at me. Um, I'm like a weird shadow against a wall. I look like I'm in prison. We remember that as a young kid, 
I was enthralled by the 700 Club. Do you remember this? The 700 Club, I hated with every mm-hmm, ounce of mm-hmm. my being. I didn't realize that Jim Baker was... Like, I'm like, oh, I thought that was the other dude. It was Pat Robertson. Yeah. Yeah, but I was into that when I was a kid. I don't know why I hated it. And it felt like I it was on every either. channel. It felt like it was on every channel. And I will tell you, um, Tammy Faye, for me... Like, it's weird because we think of her as not really having a voice and being back, like, in the background compared to him. But I don't even, I didn't even, he didn't even register in my memory. It's all her. No, you're right. Yeah. And it's it's all all that late, but yeah, it's all that later stuff, right? Yeah. It's It's all the the sexism. Yeah. Yep. It's, you know, a crying woman. And, you know, this is kind of like there's this movement happening now. Where and and I I give a lot of credit to Sarah Marshall on the podcast you're wrong about because she did a lot of think pieces about the reframing the way we looked at some of these quote unquote fallen women yeah from this time period and it started with a piece that she did on Tanya Harding which was really good yep and how she was kind of the victim of that boyfriend Jeff Goldblum yeah, or totally. whatever. And then Monica Lewinsky, they talk about huge. a lot. Like, That's a huge you know, one. just this idea. And I think Tammy Faye kind of falls into yes, this. Yes, 100%. And looking, like, especially with the um, the Monica Lewinsky one, like, looking back on that now, and like, right now I'm totally going on to another story. <laughs> but looking back on that now, like, he was a president of the United States in his 40s. And I she know. was like a 20 year old intern. Like, I the know. fact that people blamed her for this is insanity. Insanity. It's insanity. Graham blamed her. Oh, I know. Graham? No, Graham, Graham very hated much Hillary subs- and blamed Monica. <laughs> but she very much subscribed to, and I have something about that in my notes, that idea of, like, a woman causing the downfall of a man. Yes. Like, yep. very much so. Like, yeah. oh, she'll be his downfall. Yeah. What it, the fuck does that so even mean? Weird. Jenny, there is a new American crime series. You know, the people who did the O.J. Simpson story? Mm-hmm. They did Impeachment. Mm. And it's about that. Maybe we need to look at that. Because I got lots of thoughts okay. on Monica Lewinsky. All right. So back to Tammy Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tammy. All right, Jenny, just let's let's get some, let's clear the air between us before we move forward. Did you enjoy my interview with Pamela Bob? <laughs> okay, everyone. So Amy did this interview with Pamela Bob, who I love and is wonderful, and her mm-hmm. shorts, Living on a Prairie, are absolutely hysterical. Amazing. Like, I, I watched all of them after that interview, mm-hmm. and they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, comedy gold. Like, somebody who really knows what they're doing in this space. <laughs> and, like, good production quality, like, yes. real actors, like, the whole thing. Really, yep. really great. Yep. Um, that all being said, I was maligned by Amy <laughs> literally in the first minute of this interview. Like, literally, I got called a bitch by Amy. <laughs> It, almost just, instantly. That almost was just instantly. the way I was luring you in to listen. Almost instantly. Because I knew you would just keep listening if I was maligning well, cause, you. Well, because you were talking about me. And then you just <laughs> kept mentioning me. And I'm like, I should charge her like royalty fees every You're time You're living rent-free in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but like for, for doing your own thing, you're talking mm-hmm, a lot about mm-hmm. me on that podcast. I told just you, my, my Amy's Righty Hour is at least three <laughs> hours dedicated to your ex-boyfriend blinding you. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring on an old teacher of yours. I don't know. I'll dig up people who don't like you, and I will Fine. bring them yeah, up. It's going to be a short list. That's going to be a short list. <laughs> now, if you, if you um, line up people who fear me, or fear, yeah, who fear me, then that's okay, going to be a much longer okay, list. Okay. 
Jenny, I loved talking to her. You're no, that right. Was a, like that was she, a really good interview. It was funny. She was amazing. And we'll talk more about it on our Little House episode. But I just wanted to say I, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun, very fun conversation. Okay. Um, any other housekeeping up top here? I don't think so. Okay. Want to jump in? Yeah. All right. So we open with a voiceover of various news reporters talking about Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. And the headlines are about the scandal, which the press called Pearly Gate. Oh, God, that's a good one. That's a good I just one. got that one. I just got it. <laughs> that's a good one. So when I saw all this and, like, they're talking about religion and all this stuff, and, Pearl, and I'm like, I feel baited. I feel baited in this choice of time capsule. Oh. What do yeah, you mean? because, like, how am I not going to go rail off on religion a thousand times <laughs> during this? Like, it's going to, like... It's just well, going to be me shitting all over religion. I we need to, to, we need to, to save this for the end. But okay. I will say that, you know, it's no wonder we feel about religion the way we do. Look yeah, at what we true. had growing up. All right. So we meet Tammy Faye and she's getting a makeup makeover. Makeup makeover. And there's like a makeup person who's trying to take some of her <laughs> eye makeup off. And it's been like tattooed on. And well, the eyeliner and the lip liner are tattoos. Yes. And she's like... My, and the lady goes, do you want to take, we don't see who the makeup person is. Yeah. They're just like, do you want us to take your eyelashes off? And she's like, my eyelashes are my trademark and they stay. This is who I am. And this is the year 1994. Here's my question. I don't know if we have any makeup artists listening to us. We don't. Like, but go on. Does she put on fake lashes and then put that much mascara on it? Cause the whole point of fake lashes is you don't have to use mascara. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah, have to I use a ton know. of mascara because the fake lashes look amazing like they're supposed to look. Jenny, you could not be asking a worse person about makeup. That's true. What it was, I think. <laughs> That's why I said, I don't know if we have any makeup people listening to <laughs> I us. literally use a wet and wild eyeliner pen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's Ew. it. There's like drops. petroleum in that. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to flash back to 1952 and we're in International Falls, Minnesota. A young Tammy Faye is watching through the window of a church as a fiery preacher is screaming about being saved. People are speaking in tongues like this is some real, real culty stuff. And I wonder, here's my question. I don't know the answer to this. And it wouldn't be great if, like, someone did research on it. Like, the, is this something, because I'm like, did, did the World Wars, like, World War Two would have ended in, like, what, 45? Mm-hmm. Did the World Wars just fuck with people's minds so much that, like, they went into these crazy, like, you know, how thing the pendulum swings, right? Mm -hmm. And there's all this crazy war and destruction. And then, like, did we just come out the other side and now we're, like, super religious and crazy? Like, or or was this the thing all along? I don't I know. I think this was the thing all along. Because I know in southern churches, like, this is very common. The speaking in tongues well, and this all is, that. They were, were they Baptists? When I she don't was young? know. That's what I don't know. That's what yeah. I think. That seems. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Seems to be what it is, but I'm not sure. I'm sure someone. Well, will that's what Falwell us. is. Falwell is Baptist. Oh, okay. So they're well, but, but they what's talk the same about as charismatic disparaging matter. Because uh, Baker's a charismatic, right? Do you remember the charismatics? I remember the charismatics. <laughs> um. All right. So people are speaking in tongues. Tammy Faye's mother is the organist. Okay, so at dinner later, Tammy Faye asks her mom if she could come to church with her, and the mother says no. And then Tammy Faye asks, is it because everyone says you're a harlot, and I come from a time before Fred made you respectable and stuff? 
Here's me. I'm thinking the mother was a hooker. I thought she was a hooker. I thought like she was a hooker and then she got married and they're like, no, she was divorced. Oh my God. I mean, the way they talked about her, I thought she was like turning tricks. Uh, Okay. And then they're like, no, she's divorced. Okay. Jenny, I don't know what my next note means, but I wrote, the mom has a real Yoko Ono vibe going on. I don't know what that means. I think, if I can recall, I think it was the glasses she was wearing. She had the big Yoko Ono glasses. I love She's the mother. She's not breaking anybody up. She's one of my favorite characters. Oh, but let's just... Yoko Ono is another woman maligned. Yes, another bringing maligned down woman. A, a, and I like Yoko Ono. I will defend her. So the mom says that she was only allowed back in the church because she's the only one who can play piano. And when they see you, Tammy Faye, you remind them that I was divorced. And poor Fred is sitting there like a schmuck. Like, hey, I'm here. Right. I made her an honest woman. Mom tells Tammy Faye, you don't want the souls of your brothers and sisters to burn in hell forever, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, they're Catholic. Mm -hmm. The next day, Tammy Faye disobeys her parents and goes to church anyway, and she walks right up. No, 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 no. You missed something. what I miss? You missed the weird, like, road to hell puppet show that she was doing in her bed that night. (laughs) When her sisters are trying to sleep. What was that? You're going to that hell, was some, Tammy Faye. That was some real Michelle Mudd kind of energy. <laughs> it totally was, right? It was like totally Michelle Mudd energy. Okay, so the next day, Tammy D- Faye disobeys her parents and goes to church anyway. And she walks right up to the preacher and takes communion. And then she starts speaking in tongues. Mom's like freaking out, screaming at her. Tammy Faye's on the ground, screaming in tongues and peeing herself. That's she some good acting. She peed herself. Shut up. Yeah, somebody yelled, she's peeing herself. No, I missed that. Damn That's it. some good acting. Okay. Right? I okay. Guess. So now we go to 1960, and Andrew Garfield shows up. I don't know who that is. He's Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. Andrew Garfield is preaching, and a grown Tammy Faye is watching. They're in school now. He gets Bible a little, college. He gets a little overeager. And Tammy, really Faye, Tammy Faye's really digging this. <laughs> well, he's he's making a fervent case for extreme wealth and and how it, it is okay to be extremely wealthy and religious. Fervent? That's did a I word use, I have a problem with. Did I use the word wrong? I don't know, but I can't say that word. Okay. So let's not use that word. All right. <laughs> Put that on the list. But he's making the case for extreme wealth and also godliness. Yeah, like, he's okay. like, those two things are totally compatible. God wants us to have nice things. God oh, wants us to have geez. leather interior cars. Okay. The teacher basically calls Tammy Faye a slut, and Jim Baker defends her. Well, the guy, the teacher's like, blessed be the poor, Jim. Don't you know what that is? Yeah, like, what are you talking about, dude? And then he's like, Tammy Faye speaks up, and he's like, listen, hussy, just shut up. It, she has it makeup was real on. weird. Because she has makeup on. <laughs> was real weird. Well, and like, you know, he's like... You don't have to be destitute, but, you know, maybe not furs in limousine. Right. Right. Yeah. Never furs, guys. Never furs. I mean, just Mm-mm. for other reasons. No. Yeah. All right. So they immediately start hanging out and they're talking about their dreams and stuff. And Jim tells Tammy Faye that he loves music and he used to want to be a radio DJ. Now. Jim Baker <laughs> wants to be a DJ. Of course he did. But Jen, this is like... <laughs> this is like wow okay because things take a real dark turn here because he says 
I, can't, I couldn't do it because here's what happened. I was driving on a date and I was listening to the radio. And I started to have urges only the devil would approve of towards this woman. Like, basically, he wanted to bang. And he ran over a boy. He ran over a kid. <laughs> yeah, like, I was taken back. Like, Which I did is, not. And that was, like, the first 20 minutes. Okay, it's not funny. It's not funny. But it's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're laughing. It's yes. not funny. So it was then that he made a pact with God that if he saved that boy's life, Jim would dedicate his life to God. So I guess the kid lived. Okay. And he was listening to what, Am? I don't know what the song was. Blueberry Hill. Oh, right, because she sings it then. Oh, and can okay. I just say, like, this this whole thing reminded me of, like, I did this art project. I don't know if you remember. It was called Collide. Know. It was a photo series. Yes. And it's about the concept of, like, a split moment in time of, like, two paths crossing that, like, just changed the course of everything. Like, if you mm-hmm. think about this as one of those moments where he hits this kid, like, otherwise he would have became some, like, radio DJ. I don't know. Maybe he, he would have been, been like, talking Fast like a, Freddy Five. It would have been a whole different thing, right? Like, because I don't think he was, like, overly religious before that. Like, he might have been, but, like, it was that whole promise to God and all that stuff. I, I let me tell you something. <laughs> How many promises you think God has? <laughs> like a whole entire book. <laughs> the road to hell paved with good intentions, folks. Jesus. I just find it so... I mean, if you're religious, you might want to turn this off now. Yeah. But I well, that's so... why I said. You totally baited me into this. I find it so egotistical that you think that God, if you believe in God, that you think that that God is listening just to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's real weird. I don't know. It, it It's... I've said it before. Hey, people who have faith, good for you. Wish I could get there. Can't. Okay. So now he's almost killed a kid. And now he's dedicated his life to God. So then they go back to his dorm room. And they're making out. And they're just like, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. They're like heavy petting. Mm -hmm. Cut to, I don't know if Don Ballack was directing this. Cut to. (laughs) Tammy Faye knocking on her mother's door and introducing Jim as her husband. So they got married. And this happens a lot in the evangelical culture. Yeah. They, they get married sex. young because they want to have sex, and then they divorce. Or, you know, worse, they live in misery for the rest of their lives. So they've been kicked out of school because students aren't allowed to marry one another. And Jen, mom isn't having this. How can... Okay, it's a Bible college. <laughs> right. They don't want students to marry each other. which or would be the logic, Which would be the logical thing for them to want. I know. It makes no sense. So basically, you just can never interact no, with anyone because they don't want people having sex but they want married people having sex they just don't want people having sex so if no. they're married that means they're gonna have sex yeah but i think they want like but do you think they'd be promoting marriage i guess is my thing i guess i don't know i don't know so they've been kicked out they're living at mom's tammy tells her parents this spring they have a plan jen they're gonna be traveling preachers like oral roberts and his wife What a misfortune to be named Oral. Wow. Right? (laughs) And Jim will preach and she will sing. Okay. They're always like, they always have this energy, like they're drunk and on like some uppers. I really liked them in the beginning. You would. I could see you totally hanging out with them. (laughs) No. I would just walk in that room (laughs) and be like, "Ah." No, but I didn't think they were evil. No, I don't think they're evil. Yeah. But they're, they're, no, their energy annoys the hell out of me. Right. Like, I get a different um, energy from what's his name? 
Who's the bad guy? Jerry Falwell. Jerry Falwell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who's the bad guy? <laughs> okay. So later we see Tammy Faye working with some puppets, and she wants to use them for children to get the children to bring their parents in. So now we see a montage of the bakers traveling across the country. And they stop in a hotel room in Virginia five years later in 1965, and they see Pat Robertson on the Christian Broadcast Network. Now, first of all, I didn't know there was a puppet show. I didn't know that either. That was a big surprise. And that whole puppet thing is nutto. Like, bonkers. Mm, Puppets are creepy. Puppets are creepy. And then the voice she does, like, the whole thing was so psychotic. It's Liam Chop adjacent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) do you want to tell the story or do i have to mom uh... (laughs) in one of the years where mom was a little nutto mom bought us lamb chop puppets and we were grown adults we have no idea why i was like 27 and she told us she thought we liked lamb chop and i'm like i never saw an episode of lamb chop ever (laughs) that was Probably one of the most bizarre gifts I've ever gotten in my entire life. It was really weird. I don't know what that was about. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, whatever. It was during the divorce years, and I think all of us were just a little bonkers there when mom and dad were getting divorced. It was during that time. Jenny, is Pat Robertson still alive? Uh, Probably, because evil doesn't die that easily. Let's look that up. Hold... Yes, he's still alive. He's 91. I told you what I tell you. Evil never dies. And they still ask this motherfucker his opinion on shit. So I was watching a video where they like propped him up in a chair like a puppet. And they were asking him his thoughts on the bakers. And like he, he's just making no sense. Yeah. And he's a dick. He is a dick. And he's full of hatred and he's gross. And I hate so, him. So wait, so he's a charismatic... I think they're charismatics. So the charismatics are, are Catholic, Jesuit. Right? Jesuit adjacent, which is Catholic. correct? Yeah, which is Catholic adjacent, right? Yeah, I feel like we should get this right, though. You don't know? I don't know. Oh, here, Assembly of God. Charismatic, yeah. Wait, Assembly of God was this church, 1960, 1988. That's Pentecostal Christian, and then he was a charismatic. The Pentecostal churches are the ones where they sing and they speak in tongue. Yeah, Pentecostal. So he basically was 1960 to 1988, he was Pentecostal. And then 2003 to present, Charismatic. Okay. Charismatic is Pentecostal, Jason name. So the Charismatic movement is the international trend of historically mainstream Christian congregations adopting beliefs and practices of Charismatic Christianity similar to Pentecostalism. Okay. But um, Fal- Falwell is Baptist. It emphasizes the work of the Holy Spirit, spiritual gifts, and modern-day miracles as an everyday part of believers' lives. Listen, this is what I know about the Charismatics, guys. They used to have a conjuring here in Scranton. A conjuring? Grandmother- <laughs> Wait, they had a they conjuring? They used to conjugate here. <laughs> That's different than a conjuring. <laughs> they used to have a conference here Okay, that's summer. different than a conjuring. Every summer, and my grandmother who worked at the local university, used to have to wait on them, and they were pains in the asses. From what Those Jesus. are her words. That is her first-hand account. She, oh, she used to get so angry. She would just sit, be like, I have to go work the charismatics. That is Graham's that first-hand meant. account and does not reflect the views of Gen X. This is why. 
So, okay. So I think I had it wrong. I think what we were seeing in the church in the beginning, we were saying it might be Baptist. I think it was Pentecostal. That's Pentecostal. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So we correct ourselves. Okay. So they see Pat Robinson, Robertson. He's on the Christian Broadcast Network. And Jim Baker is transfixed. And Tammy Faye says, Jim Baker, you're a better preacher. And like, she, Jen, she pulls, she pulls something out of our family. We could totally do this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we could totally start doing this. Then they start making out. Okay, next morning, they're leaving the hotel room and the car's gone. And Jim says he forgot to make the payments and maybe the car was repossessed. So they do whatever anyone would do in this situation. They kneel on their knees and pray. Drop to their knees and start praying. <laughs> Just then a dude next door introduces himself and tells him tells them he works with the TV station. He works at the TV station with Pat Robertson. Like, wow. what are the chances of that happening? Mm-hmm. Cut to 1969, Virginia Beach. Tammy Faye and Jim now have their own show. But it's a puppet show. I and they're on the Christian you. Broadcast Network. I knew nothing about this pupper, puppet mastery well, hee-haw ripoff. Well, you haven't even worn yet. Yeah, but I knew nothing of this, like, hee-haw puppet show. I know. Jen, they are, from what we gather, they are a big success, and they're bringing in a lot of the viewers yeah. and the revenue. Yep. So, Jim Baker decides, like, he's going to pull rank a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, I want a late night show, like a Johnny Carson for Christians. Oh, Lord. And Literally. He's, he's like begging Falwell for it, or Robertson for Robertson. it. Robertson. So then he comes on air, and to the entire crowd, he announces live that they got the show. It's going to be called The 700 Club. Now, did you know why it was called The 700 well, Club? Well, I know I now, but I had no idea. I didn't. So on the air, Tammy also announces they're having a baby. On a kid show, she announced this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a kid show. Um, did you, so you know why it's called the 700 Club now? Yeah, they wanted to get 700 people. They needed 700 people to sustain To it. invest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, wow. So why later, you just get commercials like everyone else on <laughs> TV? Later we see Tammy at home watching the 700 Club and Colonel Sanders is on as a guest. I was so triggered by seeing the 700 Club. Jenny, you know what it reminds me of? Like, just the, the jerry lewis telethon like it was just a big do you know what i mean with religion and but i like, think that's but why what were they paying for like J- like jimmy what's his name jim baker no the dude that did the telethon jerry jim, lewis jerry lewis so like that was like for a foundation that helps yes. kids yes 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 like what is the what are you buying here they're they're buying god jen they're buying god okay i mean you They're know, buying not, a seat. The churches have been through this before. Let's just say <laughs> right. that. They are literally buying real estate in heaven. You could literally buy a pass to get away with your sins in the Middle Ages. True. That's how we ended True. up with Protestantism. Do you have a couple of those? Couple of what? Passes to get away with your sins? No, because I don't believe in sin. <laughs> She's like, my whole life is sin. I believe in good and bad choices. <laughs> Jenny, what do you think of Colonel Sanders being on there? <sighs> I mean, of course. Like, it just makes total sense, okay. the whole thing. She decides she's going to call her mom, okay? And she's going to tell her mom, who's the worst person to confide in about this, that Jim barely touches her anymore. And mom says it's up to the wife to make herself desirable. Oh, God. Then First of t- all, like, I love the mom, except I hate that that whole statement that she made. But I love how she goes... 
what? You can't rest? I never got any rest. Like, she's just such that, like, platinum level mom. <laughs> she that, really like, is. It's just like, what are you complaining about? Like, mm-hmm. you have air? You have mm-hmm. air and water? Like, stop complaining? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, she's probably the great, the greatest, right? Uh, um, she might, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. So, they chat about the talk show. Mom says, serving God doesn't seem like it should be a money-making opportunity. Yeah, they yep. probably be a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Just saying, you can help people and fund a whole bunch of things that are good and be a nonprofit. That's what that's what you do. That's how you're supposed to do it. That's true. <laughs> Tammy Faye wants to ditch the puppets and sing and talk to real folks and love people. And Tammy Faye Jen is in bed with puppets and Oreos. And I just wrote, is she eleven? Can I discuss that she's pregnant and has but has dolls on her bed and not like collectible dolls, like no. the dolls that like toddlers teeth on. Like it's yeah, like it's those weird. dolls. It's weird. So now we're at 1971. We're at Pat Robertson's estate in Hot Springs, Virginia. Jim and Tammy show up with their baby, and they're stunned by the extravagance. Red fucking flag. Mm -hmm. Red flag. Jim tells Tammy they helped pay for this, even the mink coat on Pat's wife. Yeah, but you didn't pay for it. You just did the work. Right. People who think they're praying or helping God or helping children paid for it. Yes, exactly. Don't get me started on casino gambling, and I feel like uh, this is very go. similar. Here we go, casino because gambling. Because you're, you're just milking innocent people out of their money, and I'm I not... I thought you felt that way about mediums, too. I do. I do. Okay. I do. Anything it's, else we can trade you on? Anything that preys on, pe- on the, uh, like, I don't want to say um, the poor, because it's not necessarily that. They prey on vulnerable. people's vulnerable. vulnerabilities. Yeah. Right. Okay, so can you imagine how many women are out there who had, like, premarital sex or, like, men who, like, jacked off in the shower that morning and they're wow, beating okay. themselves up over it. So now they feel like they have to send this fucker $20 to redeem okay. themselves. I like, mean, it takes advantage of people's shame and it takes advantage of people's uh, want to believe in something. Well, I mean, the, the church does that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need a mm-hmm. tele- evangelistic television network to do that. Mm-hmm. They just take it to the next level. Correct. Yeah, they're just televising what's happening, pretty much. So, Pat asks Jim if he has considered taking time off to be with his new family, mm-hmm. and he could do the 700 Club. Mm-hmm. Jim says, no, I haven't. And just then, Jerry Falwell walks in, and everyone's like, oh, my God, he's here. Oh, my God, it's him. Oh, my God, oh, my God. This is like a mafia wedding. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The men sit down. They're having a chat about feminism being a real problem that they have to confront and deal with. The liberal agenda, feminist agenda, homosexual agenda. They have to take all these things down. Mm-hmm. They literally sit there and say this. Yep. Well, really, Falwell does. Fall the rest does. of them agree. Yes. Ah, of course. Tammy Faye decides she's going to go over and join in, Jen. Love it. And she walks over and she's the only woman at that table. And she's like, let me in here. And she pushes chairs aside and she gets in and she sits down. Did you notice what she did, though, that I thought was brilliant? I don't Gave know if it was intentional. The baby? Well, not now. That was pretty obvious. Is she dragged the chair over so people would hear it and see what she was doing? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that that was pretty interesting. Yep. Falwell starts talking about TV and Pat, right in front of the Bakers, takes credit for starting the 700 Club. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you didn't start, dude. You just gave permission for it to happen. Falwell says, well, now God has a voice in the fight. And Tammy Faye's like, who's he fighting? 
And that's what Falwell says. The liberal agenda, the feminist agenda, the homosexual agenda. We need to save America. Oh and my Tammy God. Faye says, I love this country, but I think America's for them too. Wow. Okay. I had no idea that she had these views. I didn't either. No idea. All I know is Dana Carvey, you know, having her on the church lady. Church on Saturday lady. Live and, and I remember all the talk show hosts making fun of her. Yeah. I totally. remember all of that. So Falwell starts talking about how much he hates homosexuals. Like clearly because he, you he know, has gay he's tendencies. Yep. Yeah, he's closeted. And he's afraid of it. Yep. He's afraid of it. Tammy Faye says, I just think of them as other humans, and we are all people. Like, what are you talking about? Later in the bathroom, Jim freaks out on her, and they have a fight over what what God is telling them. She's like, God's telling us blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, God's telling us blah, 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 blah. Jenny, what's God telling you today? Um, God is telling me (laughs) that I should have a a car with leather interior and a penthouse Mm. and an affinity Mm. pool. Okay. All right, I'll come over and swim in that infinity And I should have dirty martinis for dinner tonight. Okay. She says, you cannot leave me home feeling useless. You go, Tammy. I need to be on TV with you. And she says, they are not going to tell people who is going to hell. And then she reminds Jim he should not be scared of Falwell, and he is just as strong. And Tammy Faye does a classic, you know what, why are we working for the man? Let's go out and do this on our own. Let's cut out the middleman. Well, and then they have, they always have this like weird Bible verse exchange and like this horny Jesus thing. That's really kind of like odd. There is, she is very turned on by his recitation. Like they get turned on by talking about the Bible, which I'm like, yes. is that just bringing it back around the other side? Yes. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. So five years later, Praise the Lord Television Network. I had no idea that that's what it stood for. Is celebrating its fifth anniversary in North Carolina. And I just wrote, this is some QVC for Christians. I had no idea. I knew it was called PTL. I had no idea that's what it stood for. I have to tell you something. I went to a live taping of a show at QVC headquarters. That's right. You did. I remember this. I did. That Why? Um, just randomly, somebody I worked with was obsessed with it and dragged me along. Oh, that's all. We should do a thing on QVC because that was such a thing. That was such a thing. I, I know people who like their parents almost bankrupted them with wow. QVC. So. I mean, I, I, I would become like mesmerized by whatever the thing was and felt mm-hmm. myself like wanting it no matter what it was by the end of like a half an hour. When they were showing the studio setup and everything, it was like QVC for Christians. It really really was. So, Jen, they have a PTL variety show. And Tammy Faye starts putting out albums. Go ahead. Were you inspired for your your variety hour? Did you get some, like, inspiration? There will be no Christianity on Amy's (laughs) variety hour. So they actually show, like, a montage of them helping people. How about... How about when she was singing, we don't deserve it, but we are blessed, yet we are blessed, that song. My God, it's so bonkers. That was during the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. It's just, honestly, what she's doing right there, like, she's 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 basically doing, like, the Oprah show or, like, something on the Food Network, like, a combination of, it's not a religious show at this point. It's, no, and it's very, like... We do see them trying to raise money for causes. 
Sure. I, that's, I mean, I think that that is the weird thing is like, it's not like they didn't help people. They did. But, but I think most of the profit for themselves. It strayed further and further from that, though. It did, and they were putting more and more money in other things. Yeah, yeah. but so, like there was there was things. But if you're doing this right, you fund those things, and any profit goes back into the company. You don't you make a nonprofit. That's what nonprofits are for. Just like Gen X, this is why. You know, we yeah, make we're ten dollars. We put no, it right back in. We are absolutely not nonprofit. We are. I mean, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's not our tax status. We are absolutely nonprofit, but only because we can't make a profit. <laughs> Guys, PTL is the nation's fourth largest network at this point. Wow. So it's 1980 and Tammy's Faye's, Tammy Faye's parents are visiting and they are not impressed. No, they're not. The mother <laughs> is so stoic, man. They, they come to a live taping and Tammy Faye's interviewing some dude about a penis pump. Yes. Like what? Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess as long as she's advocating that you're only using that with your wife, it's okay. Oh, God. Later, she's showing her parents around the house, and she said they have houses for pregnant teens and homeless people on the property, and they are insisting that they are helping people. And Mom wants to know who paid for this mansion they're standing in. Yeah. Mom is not here for the bullshit. I mean, she's like dust bullshit, right? Like She's like hardcore. Yep. So mom is still visiting when there's a headline in one of the smut mags about Jim diverting ministry funds into a new building project. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, though. She's, you, did you like when they call out the mother and everybody's clapping at her and then later the mother says, all those people looking at me and clapping. I don't appreciate being bamboozled like that. <laughs> like, she's like Graham's <laughs> best friend. Like, that would be great. Could you imagine if you did this to Graham? She would yep. freak out. She would freak out. So mom's like, what's up with this headline, Tammy Faye? Like, what's your husband doing? What the fuck? And Tammy says, the secular press hates us. And we hear that over and over and over again. Well, this is when the fake news shit started. Mm -hmm. When they're like, no, they're just against us. And mom says, you are following blindly. And in the end, all you are is blind. Mm. Wow. Tough tough love from Yoko there. (laughs) (laughs) Later that night... Tammy Faye is covering herself in Vicks Vapor Rub and complaining about her mother. Not, I'm not even going to say anything about that. She asks Jim, we're not doing anything wrong, are we? No, no, that's not what she says. The quote is, which because I thought it was very well constructed. Okay. We aren't doing anything wrong, though. And he goes, is that a question? Mm-hmm. And she goes, nope. Okay. Plausible deniability. A hundred percent plausible deniability. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jen, instead of answering her, he has some kind of weird breakdown that God wants of him more than he can give. And he's building so much for God. All of these things he's building for all these people he needs saving. Like, I'm just breaking down. I'm breaking down. Now, do you want to hear something hilarious? Hmm. In the next scene, we meet Tammy Faye's recording studio. I thought buddy. it was Keanu Reeves. I wrote he's a broke down Keanu Reeves. <laughs> when I read... When I read a review of the movie, the reviewer called him that. Like, not <laughs> broke, broke down, down, but she said he uh, Keanu Reeves look like. I'm like, so, why is Keanu Reeves her producer? Yeah. So Keanu Reeves is hanging out with Tammy <laughs> Faye. And he's eyeing her up. And he's like, we could get a Grammy with this. He's now, like, this is top drawer. <laughs> now, in reality, because I read, like, what's real and what's not. In reality, she was into him and he wasn't into her. I feel like but that But she more felt sense. guilty... For being in it, for feeling that, you know, it's the devil's workshop there, I guess, whatever. 
Yeah, because I feel like he was like if he was remotely like he was handsome. If he was that handsome in real life, he was not going to be in a Tammy Faye. I feel like because she was like kind of crazy looking. The religious and, bullshit too. I don't feel yeah, like Keanu I mean, Reeves would fall for that. Like I feel like if you made her normal, she would have been an attractive person. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it was just so insane. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, she's Jessica Chastain, who's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, so, right. You know. So Jim and Tammy now give a speech where they talk about the attacks they're getting from the press. They're being persecuted by the secular press who do not want you to receive <sighs> the Lord or the word of God. Jim says, we need money from our prayer warriors to fight this. You need our, to Because our bills PTL. are past due. Mm-hmm. Our bills are past. Like, they literally say pay our bills for our mansion. Yeah. The phones start to ring. Like, this is where I'm getting the telethon feel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Phones are ringing and he's yelling, praise Jesus, praise Jesus. So this seems to be, they don't explicitly say it, but it's heavily implied that this is the moment when he realizes, okay, I can just ask them for money. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be doing anything. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Because a year later, Tammy Faye is now, like, buying their daughter a full-length mink. And, you know, it's, like, extravagant now. Tammy Faye's pregnant again. We see that. Mom is there. She's getting a mink as well. And mom is very uncomfortable. She's like, why are you? And Tammy's like, why are you unwilling to accept the love God has for you? She's just like. So Tammy Faye says, pledges are rolling in. Take the coat. And she's wearing like a complete silk, like jogging suit. And Jim is getting plastic surgery. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon-perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Olive & June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know. I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. 
she then she was walking through the studio and she hears Jim and his buddies making jokes about Tammy Faye's makeup. And oh, she's like, then there's this dude Fletcher and him and Jim Baker roll around in a tickle fight on the floor. Oh my god, like, yeah, okay. there's clearly something going on there. Okay. So broke down Keanu Reeves is like, I'll take care of this. I have an acoustic guitar and I'm charming. Don't worry about it. Then they sing a song about he touched me. (laughs) They mean God, but it's like if if you don't know it's a religious song, it's the creepiest song in the world. Yep. He asks her, when was the last time you were touched like a woman should be touched? She is eight months pregnant. (laughs) She's like, oh, eight months ago. She goes, eight months ago. (laughs) Then he's laying on the charm and he starts kissing her and they dry hump through his jeans. Yep. Okay. Yep. Then her water breaks while she's on top of him. And Jen, it's a boy. Okay. So she's at the hospital. She had the boy. Jim shows up and he's like, what's going on between you and broke down Keanu Reeves here? Like, I'm not done. Well, we've determined in the last scene that Gary has a big dick. So I'm going to call him Big Dick Gary from this point on. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think he has a big dick? Because she said it. Oh, she did. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, because I guess kissing on the neck and, and feeling somebody's dick through their jeans, that's all okay. Yeah, but is she really a judge of what a big dick is? I don't know. She She's has not one ex- other person. She has a sample set of one. Yeah, okay. I don't care. I just want to call him Big Dick Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim is like, what is going on with you two? We're taking this loser back to Nashville. And Tammy Faye goes nuts, and they give her something to calm down. Ativan. And, and now we see her starting to take Ativan. Yep. Okay. To be so fair, she, no one told her, like, go easy on this. Nope. It's addictive. Nope. Nobody told her. Nobody told anyone. Nope. Nobody told anyone. So she's watching Jim sell the idea of a Christian theme park to some dude named Roe. Roe is Joel from Parenthood, guys. If you have not seen Parenthood. I've never seen Parenthood. You need to stop what you're doing and start watching it immediately. All right. I'm going to hang up then. It is fantastic. It is everything you want in a show. It's called Parenthood. Watch it, watch it, watch I'm already, it. I already hate it. It's called Parenthood. Shut up, Jenny. That means it has children in it. There's a lot of children in it. But there's people who choose not to be parents in it. There's people who are, are parents and don't want to be. There's parents who are good parents. There's parents. You know, it's about parenthood. Is that what it's about, Abe? And And what's his name is in it? Coach? What's his name? The guy who played Coach? coach coach from like the show coach yeah 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 not coach from ted lasso no no coach the guy who played coach the show coach he is in it (laughs) i have a funny story to tell you oh god (laughs) one time i was watching a talk show (laughs) this is riveting i'm so it's hilarious And I did this in front of my ex-husband, and we laughed about it for like 10 years. I was watching a talk show, and there was this woman on, and she was acting super trashy. It was like a trashy talk show. It was like Geraldo or something, right? (laughs) And under her, like her Chiron, under her name, said dating coach. And I'm like, she's dating coach? (laughs) Oh my god, what an idiot. (laughs) I thought you, like, were an expert in words. So, anyway, every time I think of him, I think of that. 
that okay. situation. Okay, that anyway. Awesome, so amazing story. He plays the patriarch, Zeke Braverman, his lovely wife, Camille. It, it takes place in California. They all live in craftsman houses. It's an amazing show. What's her name is in it from Gilmore Girls? Okay, can we move on okay. from this? No all one right. cares. Okay, and, and what's his name is in it? Um, <sighs> hold on, the guy who has the podcast... <laughs> I don't know, Abe. I don't know. That doesn't really Zach narrow it down for me. Zach Shepard's in it. Zach Shepard. Okay. All right. All right. So here we go. Where am I? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know where we are. Oh, I might we're, as well... we're in the living room with Joel from Parenthood. And... I might as well take this opportunity to. I have an index card. <laughs> when really I don't have an index card. So I don't have an index card for this episode. What? Because I. Here's so I'm gonna take this 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 pause in in the action to talk about why I don't have an index card. I'm gonna talk about my last couple of days. Okay. So the reason I don't have an index card is because I had people in from California all week at for, at work. So I had to go into the office. We had to like do like work things, and we had to like do after work things. And then I had to move my training, so I had to do all my working out like in the last two days. So I had a session last night at like six o'clock and then I had one this morning at eleven thirty. I was coming out to Rockaway for the weekend. So and now I'm recording in a closet in Rockaway. I'm l- flying out to Seattle on Sunday, so I had to bring all my stuff out to Rockaway because the airport's right here, so it makes sense. So I had to like pack for I, I just a hear work a bunch trip. Of excuses. I had to pack for a work trip. Like and the beach and to do this stupid podcast thing. I mean this amazing podcast stuff. And I'm watching Tammy Faye Last night at like midnight. <laughs> so that's why I don't have an index card. And then I couldn't remember if I did them for time capsules or not. And I made a couple notes of where I'd do one. But then like you're like, let's record right after your session. So then I'm like, okay, here we, here I am. So I don't have an index card. Okay, this is shoddy workmanship. <laughs> this is real shoddy. I probably would have done it on Jessica Hahn or um, getting addicted to Diet Coke would have been a good one. Oh, yeah. Because that's you, a thing. That's a thing. You know who's that's addicted to Diet Coke. I know a couple of people who are addicted to Diet Coke. You know Trump's <laughs> addicted to Diet Coke. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. All right. So Jim confides in Roe that Tammy Faye is on pills to make her feel better, keep her regulated, help her sleep, blah, 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 blah. Tammy Faye is like circling the living room. You could tell she wants She's to jump in out. on this, but she doesn't know what to do. So then she... She jumps in and she is the one who convinces this dude to give them a bunch of money. She does some kind of sort. No, they're convincing him to be the contractor. No, he's an investor. No, he's the builder. I think he's the investor. Okay. Okay. Maybe he's, he's the contractor. An, maybe he's an investing builder. They just he didn't nobody wants to touch this thing. But he they convinced him to be the contractor. Later. They need the partners. The partners are who pay for everything. That's true. Later, Jim accuses her of flirting with the dude. She really just did some sorcery on him. Yeah. She asks if he's planning on divorcing her, and they have a big fight. And he reminds her that he is important, that Ronald Reagan himself wrote him a letter. Now, you know Ronald Reagan wrote me a letter. Did I tell this story? Oh, God. Here we go. I wrote Ronald Reagan a fan letter, and he sent back a little postcard with a signed photo. How about that? Okay, so he didn't write you a letter. It was a handwritten postcard with a signed oh. picture. Do you know if it's his handwriting? Okay, whatever. 
Right. Amy's a Republican. I, I was at like the age of six or so. Were you, were you like Alex P. Keaton? <laughs> oh my God, I loved Alex P. Keaton. Didn't you love that show with the parents, the hippie parents? Oh, yeah, that was it. good. Loved it. Later, she prays for an answer and Jim comes back to her and tells her how much he loves her. And he tells her he wants to be a better husband. But in order to do that, she needs to apologize live on air what a fucking racket man this is a baller move let me tell you something timmy and i have a fight i'm gonna drag him down to our <laughs> local pbs and make him go on air i want to see that i want to see that it'll be like fuck you all right so now they are embarrassing the fundraising what okay what that does that good, even that mean? That was a great sentence, eh? I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> are you like, you're like, oh, what's embracing. his name? It should be embracing. Okay, so you're, now they're embracing. You're like, you're like what's his name? Anchorman. <laughs> you're just reading from your prompter. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> so now they're embracing the fundraising, and it's turned into a telethon, essentially. And they open Heritage USA, which is like Disney in Jerusalem. My God. We have actual footage from Ronald Reagan saying from the podium how important the work that PTL is doing. Real footage, guys. They're funding his campaign. Yep. Meanwhile, Tammy Faye's existing on a diet of pills and Diet Coke. And she's, I have, she's Olivia Newton Faye Baker at this point in time because she has like the sequin headbands and like yes. she's like doing these yes. like aerobicized Oh, we're things. deep in the 80s here. Yeah. So Jim is like, send us money, send, 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 send. There's like a montage. Okay. Later, Jim brings Jerry Falwell and the rich dude, Roe, out to Heritage USA to show him their expansion plans which include a coliseum. And and here's the only time where I agree with Jerry Falwell. When I'm like, probably coliseum's the wrong vibe for a Christian thing. Because <laughs> yes, literally yes. they used to like like let lions loose on Christians. Right, because he's like, we want to have concerts and stuff there. Okay, then put up like a band shell, dude. You don't put up a coliseum. <laughs> yeah, the coliseum's the wrong vibe. So Jim asks for Falwell's support, and Falwell says, there's a problem. Pat Robertson wants to run for president, but Bush Bush Sr. is counting on their support in 88 mm-hmm. for them to deliver the coalition. Mm-hmm. But he says, this gay cancer, which is AIDS, is ruining our country and it's ruining our families. I hate this motherfucker. Mm, he's bad, man. He's bad Re- news. Republicans can't win without us. And Tammy Faye's like, we should stay out of politics and yeah. keep it separate yeah. from the That's church. That's why you're tax exempt. That's why you're tax exempt. But yep. I don't I don't know why that was a problem for building the Coliseum. They never made that explicit connection. So now we see Tammy Faye with Steve Peters, a gay patient with AIDS who is on a screen they have like a satellite hookup. See, the thing is, PTL got an early satellite. Like they yep. were one of the first people who got a satellite, and, and they, they were able to that. like broadcast across the world, whereas yep. other uh, networks weren't. So they were able to use a satellite link up. Which remember that Jenny, mm-hmm. and they had Steve Peters there, and she interviews him. And while she's interviewing him, and he's she's asking him all these questions about being gay. Like, yeah. when is the first time you knew you were gay? Did you ever try to fake it and be attracted to women? How'd you feel about it? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, if this is the real interview... It's 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 based factual, on an actual event, yes. Then, like, like that was an amazingly progressive interview yes, it was. for that time. Yeah. Yes, it was. And she's like, like, when she talks about it later, she's like, 
I was trying to, like, convince Christians that, like, you should love everyone no matter what. Like, these are just people. Like, these are just normal people. Yeah. So, meanwhile, we see Jim and Falwell, and they're backstage, and they're talking about viewership. And Falwell has three million, and PTL has 20 million. So, like, Jim Baker whips out his big 20 million viewer (laughs) dick. (laughs) (laughs) They're watching the interview from backstage, and Jim Baker's like, uh, I didn't know this was going to happen. And Falwell's like... This is disgusting. I can't watch this. You need to get your wife under control. Wow. Now we go back to the interview, and Tammy Faye is telling the crowd, no matter what orientation your kid is, you have to love them. Jesus loves us through anything. And she starts crying, and she says, people are treating him like an outcast, and it's not right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. So after the airing, Tammy Faye overhears a conversation with some woman who says... Women keep calling, no, with some woman who says that a woman keeps calling saying that Jim and his buddy Fletcher had sex on her. And I don't know I what, don't that, know what means. that means. <laughs> what does, like, did they what are we talking about? Did they literally have sex on her? <laughs> <laughs> I don't or, understand what Or was is it like there. when you watch a kid and they run away on you? Like, did they have sex on me? Like, I was supposed to watch them and they had sex on me. That know. makes me more confused. It's what you a just weird. Said. Okay. Tammy Faye tells the woman, "You're just imagining things." But I was then... thinking. I was thinking. Like, is this? A, was it a threesome that she thought was like that? There wasn't going to be sex between the men, and there was, and that's why. <laughs> like, does she mean literally? Like, I don't, I don't know. know. But Tammy Faye's getting fucked up, and then we see her all fucked up and on pills before the cameras, and they get her home, and Jim Baker tells her, "You're going to Betty Ford." Like, that's yep. it. So mom I have a question at this point in time. Yes. Where are their children? Oh, they're probably being raised by other people. All right. <laughs> I have a question. Is this going to be a two-hour long podcast? Yeah, I feel like it is. <laughs> and I okay. Go soon. So mom, mom is there and tells her she could have died. She had so many drugs in her system. And Tammy Faye's like, I'm not a drug addict. Mom says, I'm so proud of you, but you have to stay alive and you have to save people. So later we see Tammy just hanging out in her living room when Jim comes in and tells her he had sex with another woman in retaliation for her affair with Keanu Reeves. Now this is glossed over. Yep. This is Jessica Hahn. I remember this scandal. Yes. Yes. And then I remember her wrapped up in Sam Kinison for a while. Like yep. it was real weird. If only somebody did an index card on this. I know, right? That's what I was going to do it on. He said he hated it and ended up just crying in the bathroom and that Fletcher had arranged it. Well, that's because he's gay. But the whole thing is like, he only told Tammy about this because he tells her about it like he's being honest with her. And then he's like, oh, by the way, it's going to be in the newspaper tomorrow. Yes. Like, 100%. That's the only reason he's saying anything about it. Yep. So Tammy Faye says, I know how you feel. Like, I've been carrying this pain for years and it never goes away. And I'm literally sick from my faith in you, Jim. And Jim says, I'm doing all the work over here while you're buying minks and drinking soda pop and cheating on me. And they have a really intense fight. And then she goes, he he says that she has a whiny, grady, Betty Boop voice. Yeah. Then he says, oh, one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. Though, like, guys, if somebody tells you they cheated on you and then they go, but one more thing. Oh, no. It's going to be bad. Yep. I gave her money to stay quiet, and it came from PTL donors, and it's breaking tomorrow in the press. (laughs) Oh, fuck. 
Uh, and he he goes, I've destroyed everything. I have a question about Jessica Hahn, though. I don't know this for, for sure. Was she in some kind of escort business, or is she just a normal person that they I just I have no idea how they found her. But I know that, you know, she has come out and basically said the deal was not that she was going to have sex with him. And it was almost like a sexual assault situation. Really? She was, yeah, she was, like, hired to be, like, an escort or a companion or to just show up in this hotel room for something and it, it got real bad. I don't know. According to Han on the afternoon of December 6, 1980, when she was 21 year old church secretary, she was drug and raped by Baker and another preacher, John Fletcher. Han was given $279,000 payoff for her silence, which was paid with PTL funds. Mm-hmm. She agreed to go to the hotel room, but it was under like, it wasn't under the right circumstances. Wow. And then, yeah, she did say so, he raped so her. She, okay, so I thought she it was, was sexual in... assault, but it was rape. Nope. So she was, so she said, Baker disputed that Hansa Kao claiming that it was a setup and the sex was consensual. Of course. But it was, so basically he let her, he led her there under false pretenses. False pretenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's another one who is completely maligned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because all this time I thought maybe she was an escort. I had no, no. idea. Because that's no. what the press would lead you to believe. Yep. A hundred percent. Wow. So, Jim, when you are at your lowest and everything is crumbling around you, Jerry Falwell shows up. That's not um, a good thing. The vulture screws them over so hard. So, he comes in. He wants to take over the, uh, everything. And Tammy well, and he's not acting like oh, she knows. But he's acting like, oh, I'm going to take I'm care here of to you. Help. I'm here to mm-hmm. help you. Fucking... Mm-hmm. That She's is the like, hypocrisy. Mm-mm. The Mm-mm. fucking hypocrisy. She's like, no, 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 no. And, but Jim agrees. Jim believes it. Yeah. So they get on the air. They address the allegations. They apologize and thank everyone for, for, for forgiving them. She sings, and we see a montage of Falwell, Falwell digging up dirt against the bakers. Yep. He sends Roe out to the bakers, and he comes out there. Roe, Joel from Parenthood. He comes out and he's like, guys, Jerry wants a list of everything that you need to save. Okay. Don't ever write that down in this situation. Tammy Faye starts fucking writing it down. Oh, yeah. And they don't do that. Jerry, cut to Falwell reading it in a press conference. Here's what these motherfuckers want. Jim's $300,000 salary for life. Tammy's $100,000 salary for life. Their lake house, a personal maid, a secretary. And Falwell says they have no repentance repentance and he calls them greedy. Go ahead. Three hundred thousand so they make four hundred thousand dollars a year combined. Mm-hmm. That is not enough to have a house for your servants. So like they're just, you know that's, what I mean? like, just that's the level their of salaries. Low. I know, right. but they they must be taking money from the company. Oh, 100%, is what I'm saying. Yes. Like if you're Tammy Faye and you know those salaries, like you have to be like, hey, how do we have a house with like five servants living in it? Which is, first of all, terrible and disgusting. And what the hell are we doing? But, like, why Why are we doing... You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't equal that lifestyle. Yes. Like, what yes. they make doesn't equal the lifestyle they have. Like, they're living yes. like people who make, like, $4 million a year. Yes. I agree. I agree. And, and, the, and then collect a bunch of, like, like uh, dividends from stocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're mm-hmm. living like that. So, Jen, he also outs Jim's homosexual activities. Yep. Yes, he does. And Jim, Jim and Tammy Faye are watching this, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And Tammy they even come. This. They even come to the mom and kick her out of her house because they bought her a She's house. On the, apparently, mm-hmm. because the company owned. 
I just don't understand how Jerry Falwell could take control of things. I don't either. He had to sign something over to him or something. Fuck. Yep. So Ted Koppel interviews them, and we see headlines from across the country. And the woman who came forward was Jessica Hahn. We saw that. Jim Baker is found guilty on 24 counts of fraud and is sentenced to 120 years in prison. Wow. Baker comes out of the courthouse and he's crying. And he gives, Tammy Faye then gives a press conference and she starts singing right in front of the courthouse. Yeah, that was crazy. Meanwhile, Falwell is having all of their shit auctioned off. Okay. Now it's 1994. And we see Tammy Faye in Hollywood, California. She's there to pitch a director, a talk show with puppets, and a show about teenagers. Tammy's terrific teens. Honestly, like that would kill it right now. Oh my like, god, that like, would ridiculous kill television. It. Like yes. ninety-four ridiculous television wasn't a thing, yeah. But mm-hmm. like two thousand four, that would have killed it. Guys, a show with Tammy Faye called Tammy's Terrific Teens, and she's going to tattoo parlors we and smoke shops with them. That shit would be amazing. Oh my god, she's like, can't you see me doing it? And he's like, no, 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 no. Then we see her go home to a rundown apartment building. Some boys are making fun of her. She walks right over to them. She's like, you could talk about me all you want, but you have to look at my face and shake my hand first. She's like, hi, I'm Tammy Fan. I'm like, she's Ted Lasso. <laughs> she is. She's totally Ted Lasso. She's Ted Lasso, but with scandal and I don't know. I don't know. So Oral Roberts School of Divinity calls her finally, and they ask her to sing at an event. She's torn. She doesn't know what to do. So she goes to visit Jim in prison. And when she's telling him about the invitation, he's like, I think you should do it. And then they mention the divorce papers. So they are divorced. Well, I also want to say that I think she doesn't know how she's going to be received. Yeah. Which is a real fear. That's a real thing. But, like, she didn't go to jail at all. She was charged with nothing. That meant she knew nothing. Yeah. Like, he did all of this. That being said. There is one point, though, that he said that he would take the fall. And he should, and he, well, I'm, like, she may not have, they may not have been able to prove that she knew anything, but like, mm-hmm. she again, knew. you had to know what was going on. But like, you can't yeah. convict somebody on that, right? Right. Yeah. So then we see her mother die and the stepfather's drinking from a flask in the church and he gives her the mother's mink coat. She had hid it from Falwell and she said it was <laughs> like the nicest move. thing that she had ever gotten. So she kept it. The last scene is Tammy singing Glory, Glory, Hallelujah at the Oral Roberts School. I thought this was really yeah. good. I like the choir scenes. Mm-hmm. That And the choir's not really there. Yes. That yes. was really good, I thought. Really good. And, 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 like, when I saw that makeup on her there, like, I kind of... There's this vibe of, like, she's in drag. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, this is my real person. This is, like, who I am. This is, like, my armor. Yeah. Like, this is my drag. Like, that's definitely the vibe you get from her look. Like, yeah, in the later I years. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. At the end, we have some post credits here that says Falwell failed to save PTL from bankruptcy. Yep. And he died in 2007. Goodbye. Goodbye, motherfucker. Bye. Pat Robertson still, still hosts the 700 Club. Guys, I got to turn that shit on. See wow. what's happening. Because in the interview I saw with him, he's like, bah, 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 bah. like he's barely speaking. Wow. Mm-hmm. Steve Peters is alive and living in yeah. LA. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. Jim was released from prison. Released from prison. I thought he was going to serve 120 years. Okay. Guess and not. he hosts his own version of PTL today. Oh that gosh. motherfucker. That motherfucker. Tammy's children, Sissy and Jay, are a singer and a pastor. Mm. No. 
Okay. Tammy Faye continued her work with the LGBTQ community for years before her death in 2007, and she did end up getting remarried. So that's it, Jenny. What are your thoughts? Well, are we doing a why? Yeah, I just want overall thoughts of the movie. Oh. Did you like it? I liked it. Like, the beginning was kind of slow, and I was like, oh, I'm only 20 minutes in, oh, I'm only 45. But then, I, like, I feel like it got really good, and I, like, lost track of time. I thought, I, it, I mean, there was just so much I didn't know about that story. I'm really fascinated with that kind of extremism, like, all that stuff that's kind of in the cult realm, especially if you could we tie it up into a biopic. Like, I'm really into that. So this was really interesting for me. Here, You know who I see, her, like, who she could be? Maybe she wasn't hooked up with Jim Baker. Like, she's like a, a Dolly Parton kind of character. Hmm. Like, she kind you know, like, she really wants to help people. She really wants to do good. But she has the downfall of, like, she ripped people off to do that. Where Dolly Parton yes. did not. Yes. But, like, Dolly Parton you know, is a national She's hero. amazing. And I feel like Tammy Faye could have been that had she not gone down this road with Jim Baker. Yeah, I mean, she's not a bad person. No. Where he, I feel like, was a little bit of a bad person. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, he knew exactly what he was doing. Well, he was, you know, it's it's that, it's the classic, um, you know, I'm not going to be led by my sins, yet he's so, like, all of that energy went into greed. Because yep. the minute he saw those phones lighting up to yep. give him money for his bills, like, a light bulb went off. Yep. And I feel like that, that has to go somewhere. That yep. desire to color outside the lines has to go somewhere. And it went into greed in this. Well, I think, and I think, like, the stuff that Tammy really wanted to do, like, promote, like, the Christian word, because real Christians, like, love everyone. Yeah. That is what you're supposed to do. And, like, yes. that message I thought was really valuable and good. Me too. And and it wasn't, like, what friggin' Falwell was doing. Right. Which right. is dividing people. Yeah. And, like, but, you know, Jim wanted nothing to do with that because... It hurt, like, his climb to the top with the with the pastors, and it, you know, like, well, I guess it didn't hurt their money. It seems like they got money through that, but... Yeah. He was... All he cared about was ratings, which, which in ratings, I'm talking about people calling in. Yeah, exactly. Pledges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Jenny. So, at the end of every episode, we look back on theme or lesson, and we consider it in the context of Gen X, this is why. So, what is your why for this movie? So I have a why and a proposal. Oh, dear God. Okay. This is why we always blame women for men's quote-unquote downfalls. Yeah. Because we might... this, this is always how we heard, like, we heard this message all the time. And even though he went to fucking jail and he was convicted of fraud and she was not, the image you have from this whole thing is her crying and everybody making fun of her and, like, that she was this horrible, terrible... She was the face of this. Believe me, guys. These men who were going after him were not feminists. If they could have found <sighs> one ounce of evidence against her, they would have thrown yeah, her in the cell 100%. right next to him in a hundred percent. So the fact that they didn't find anything is interesting. Like, was she complacent? Yes. Complicit. Was she complicit? complicit? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Did she probably really kind of have an idea of what was going on? Yes, but like she didn't. I don't know. Commit like, any. If you're having like if you know we see it depends this a on lot. What he was telling her, you right? Know I mean? We see this a lot with people who have like money managers. Money yeah. manage their money. Like 
they're just trusting that if person. If you trust somebody and they're telling you, like, this is fine, it's yeah, all good. we're doing like, well. It's great. Why it's would fine. she question that? Mm-hmm. Like, So I'm going to do my why before you get to your disgusting oh, proposal. Gosh. Okay. My why is this is why we just never really saw a good representation of religion as children. Yeah. But this is why we feel the way we do about it, I think. No, it's not. Not for me. For me, it came at a very early age, being discriminated against because I was a female in the Catholic Church. You're done with the altar boy story. When I wanted to be an altar boy and they wouldn't let me. I couldn't be the star of the show. Um, Because they basically, like, literally looked at me and was like, no, you can't be an altar boy. You're a girl. Okay. What? For for me, for my experience, being born in 1977 and really coming to age in the 80s, early 90s, religion was very tight. Money was very tied up in religion for me. Mm-hmm. The, I talk about this all the time, that in our Catholic church, they used to print in the bulletin how much money you gave. It was all about money. Mm-hmm. And then you had the backdrop of televangelism. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just was a money-making scheme for me. And that's, I have always considered it that. And I always felt like, even though I'm not religious, I, you know, I believe that people who are religious believe in the good parts of it. So I Mm -hmm. think that, you know, there are people out there who genuinely are religious for the right reasons and they act that way and they live their lives according to that belief. But then you have fuckers like this who just, you know, ruin it for everybody. All right. What's your proposal? I think we should do a series of, I guess, time capsules of fallen women from the 80s. Oh, like we just talked about in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, like just do a series of those because, like, and get those, you know, I know a lot of people, like, like You're Wrong About is a great, great cop Mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, they're really great at getting these stories out. But I think the more people hear the real stories behind the, because, like, I thought Tammy was just as involved in all, like, I thought she was just as bad a character as Jim Baker, and she's not. Well, and you're wrong about I love, but the hosts are millennials. So some of this they didn't didn't experience experience it firsthand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. Um, Which is which is unique and it's it's a different view. Yeah, because it gives it it gives it a unique perspective. But we like live through. Like I just remember this, and like the Monica Lewinsky thing, Mm -hmm. the Tanya Harding thing. Mm -hmm. Like Tanya Harding was America's villain. Tanya Harding. I don't know. Again, here's another instance where I did a ton of research about her and I don't remember why. (laughs) Tanya Harding lived a very hard life, a very tragic life. She had a really abusive upbringing and she got hooked up with this guy who, you know, was (laughs) referred to as like a pimp, an abuser. Like he, you know, he was taking advantage of women. And she got hooked up with him, and that was her downfall, you know? But, because again, I would she argue, was vulnerable, and she was... I would argue most of the time the downfall of women is from men. <laughs> they yeah. take the downfall. They take the hit. Yeah. Women like, out even though, there, we got you. Even though Jim went to jail, mm-hmm. he went to jail, convicted, went to mm-hmm. jail mm-hmm. by a jury of his peers. He was able to get back on television, and she wasn't. Well, and she was, she was just always the face of this. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Jenny, I'm going to change this to, this is why we need Tammy's Terrific Teens. Even oh, though God. she's dead, we that can have Jessica Chastain it. dress up as her and that would, reenact That it. would kill it now. That would absolutely <laughs> kill it. It really would. All right, guys. Um, so that's the end of this time capsule. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, look for more maligned women, I guess, coming at you soon. <laughs> 
Um, if you haven't already, join our Facebook group, which is called the Mimi Bees. And also check us out on Patreon. We're doing Golden Girls over there. And we usually do a blockbuster or something similar um, every month. So you get two bonus episodes, plus you get commercial free, plus you get, you know, you could get a day early if you sign for Hero Mode. So thanks again for listening. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.